Well, this movie pissed me off. Today I'm talking about Nefarious. This is Got Stuff Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i'm talking about a recent horror thriller called nefarious which is uh (laughs) i'm gonna spoil pretty much extensively because it irritated me not irritated me it actually made me mad uh which isn't common with movies most of the time it's like yeah this wasn't good or this is you know this is all right and i want to explain why and it's a lot for this a lot of the same reasons that a recent another recent uh horror thriller uh named called fear did similar reasons which i'll get into so Without further ado, let's get started. I frequently talked about my affection for single-location thrillers, movie that, as the name indicates, more or less stay in the same one location with all the twists and turns in the plot happening seemingly in real time. These movies are usually a good showcase for actors, since these movies tend to be very character and or plot-driven, and rely on the actors selling each bit as hard as possible. Which brings me to Nefarious, a movie that I thought I'd like that made me furious. The movie centers around Edward Wayne Brady, a convicted serial killer on death row whose execution has been stayed, pending a psychological evaluation, because Brady is claiming he's possessed by a demon. Brought in to analyze Brady is Dr. James Martin, a man Brady claims will kill three people before Brady is executed by the state. When a movie like this is really working for me, is really isn't really working for me i start to feel uneasy there's a pit in my stomach because something feels off and wrong and i really want it to be resolved that's how i know the movie has its hooks in but with this movie i felt a different kind of uneasy like something was off about the movie and its message not the lead performances from sean patrick flannery flannery or jordan belfie which are both solid you can tell flannery took this up because it would give him a chance to show what he could do shifting between the awkward cadence of the demonic persona and perhaps the innocent persona of edward this includes a number of facial tics a guttural unnatural voice and spouting off an evil scripture with ease Likewise, Jordan Belfi's job is to react and be unnerved by each reveal or piece of information that Brady has and shouldn't be able to. You can tell when a question hits him and you can see the gears turning as he drifts between curious to furious in a single encounter. And the direction from Carrie Solomon and Chuck Konzelman is both is solid, both using little setups and payoffs and making good use of varied shot reverse shot throughout the film. So what's off? Well, honestly, the first thing that irked me was the character name of Edward Wayne Brady. You know, like Wayne Brady from Whose Line? Impossible to unhear when they say his name all the damn time. We also have Dr. Martin introduce himself as an atheist because Brady says he's a demon. That doesn't make a ton of sense. Who thinks atheists self-identify like that? And one of the murders Dr. Martin commits is an abortion that Dr. Martin's girlfriend is getting right now. This was the first big red flag that had me on alert for the rest of the movie, and it's also where I noticed no one was cursing in this R-rated horror thriller. Now there's talk about good and evil, and Dr. Martin talks about how we humans are fixing our society, and the demon makes some crack about NBA players decrying racism? Oh shit, this is some right-wing religious nonsense, isn't it? And yes, yes it is. Which is a real shame, because I like what the movie's alleged theme, up until the religious stuff comes in, is about. The thread throughout the film is that Brady is actually insane and should not be executed. 
Whether he's possessed or believes himself to be, the audience and Dr. Martin should see enough evidence to indicate that he's not mentally competent. So the only reason Dr. Martin would push for his execution would be to feel safe. Kind of a great takedown of the death penalty. Instead, even even as, uh, as Brady's execution that is shown in painstaking detail on screen is an inflection point for Dr. Martin, where he's offered a deal to be the devil's dark messenger. Big spoilers ahead. When he says no, Dr. Martin is possessed and grabs a police officer's gun and then attempts to complete suicide before being tackled after the gun fails to fire, and after he asks God to save him. Cut to a year later where he's written a book to refute the devil, despite still saying he th he's an atheist, in an interview with Glenn Beck of all fucking people who insists he'll find his way to faith. Much like another horror thriller with a face-based face -based edge fear, this sneak reveal pissed me the hell off. Not just because it's preachy nonsense, but also because it lets Dr. Martin off the hook. He made a rash, emotionally charged decision to kill a man to feel safe, and he seems fine with it. That suicide attempt was not guilt, it was a malevolent force, yet another movie referring to suicidal thoughts like demonic influence, rather than an unwell mind. And with all of the other things I mentioned before, they became glaring signs of a movie trying to hide its regressive and frankly ugly message about faith until the very end. I'm not saying a faith-based movie or even a horror movie can't work, but the thing that's most horrifying about our world isn't that demons make people do evil things, it's that humans will do horrible things to feel safe. And Nefarious walks right up to this idea and shuts it down. And that's why it pissed me off. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.